Welcome to KC Corner, episode 19, part two. Uh, thanks again for Thomas Brown stopping by and sharing some of his stories. And I know it's a fun time for both Jeff and I. So thank you again, Thomas, for stopping by. Oh, it was just great having him. He's such a cool dude. Isn't oh, yeah. He? I'm sure he, we were talking afterwards. I'm sure he just has stories and stories for days, good and bad, and especially with all his traveling. I want to know what three states he hasn't been to. Oh, I meant to I ask him. Exactly. <laughs> which, which, which have been left out? Exactly. <laughs> it's interesting to find that out for sure. So that was great. So thanks for letting us do that, bro. That was wonderful. But yeah, we decided to divide this one up into two parts and let Thomas have his own and then get into our normal uh, segments here of what you meant to say and then this past week, uh, what you meant to say. And what I hope to say. Yeah, you know, um, this isn't going to be an important Casey Corner as well because we are going to be back together this Sunday. (laughs) Five more days, four more days. I cannot wait. It'll be so great. I can't wait for people to see the fact that the, the sanctuary has some new monitors, so... We can worship with that beautiful stained glass that I talk about endlessly, <laughs> but which is fantastic. So why don't we start off, if you don't mind, Brooks, I know we want to cover what I meant to say and what I hope to say. Why don't we start off a little bit about this upcoming Sunday, if that's okay. okay. Let's do it. You, you know, so as we uh, reopen King's Chapel's doors, first of all, a shout out and a very deep gratitude of thanks uh, to our brothers and sisters at the Orlando uh, Korean Church um, we're so grateful. They're not opening yet. The mm-hmm. Seventh-day Adventist has not given them the green light to do that, but they've given us the green light to use their facility. So grateful for that. They're mm-hmm. going to bring in some cl- a cleaning crew um, Sunday morning. Uh, the Saturday is their Sabbath, so they're going to come early uh, Sunday morning for some extra cleaning for us each week. We're so grateful for that. And the board has wrestled with, you know, what, what do we do? Because even when we did a survey of, how people feel uh, entering back into this COVID-19 uh, world in which we're living, uh, there's a pretty broad spectrum of beliefs. I mean, mm-hmm. some people are, hey, uh, you know, social distancing must always be adhered to, and I'm wearing a mask, not just for me, but for the safety of others. And some are like, hey, it's my constitutional right not to wear one. I'm not <laughs> wearing one. And, and I... I want you to know I really do respect and uh, appreciate um, w- either either place, but at the same time, um, either either view. We as a church and a board met. We've been meeting weekly on Zoom, and the, the filter in which we d- made decisions was this: God is entrusted to us, Christ Church as leaders. How do we best uh, shepherd God's people? What is the best way for us? Um, to show love, the love of Christ to God's people. So with that, we've decided for week one, we're going to ask people to wear masks um, for the service. Uh, I just was in a memorial service. It was four hours long on Monday <laughs> and wore a mask for four hours. And so um, and we're doing that out of respect and just feel like as we ease back into these waters, let's, let's ask people to wear a mask the first week. We're not going to have a nursery the first week. We're going to have plenty of hand sanitizer. Uh, we are going to have a thermometer. I don't, I don't see that we'll take anybody's temperature, but if anybody's not feeling well, we could double check that. We are not going to pass an offering plate. We're going to have baskets in the back. We are going to set up our pews in a way that practices social distancing. Parent, families can sit together, of course, but we're going to block off every other row and uh, kind of make sure that people are going to uh, uh, be able to to sit in a way that's safe and so that is our our hope and our uh 
a desire to keep people safe. Well, I know I'm excited to be back and back in the studio back there. And so um, just thankful that the Orlando Korean church is letting us um, come and worship. Yeah, me too. It should be a great Sunday. So come back uh, again. We're, we're just excited to have folks, but there's going to be some who don't feel comfortable yet, Brooks, and we're going to still be streaming. And so mm-hmm. um, we're grateful for that opportunity. And, and let me say pastorally, if you are in the camp of folks that don't, feel safe yet to to come and to worship together um let me support your decision 100 percent and say join us online and when you feel comfortable come back but don't come until you do and don't let anybody else pressure you and so uh i think that that's the most loving thing we could do is to make sure that we are just providing the safest environment as we can and for those who choose not to to worship with us to let them know that we love them and, and we support them. Yeah, I know you guys, you know, in your weekly meetings, you've had to make some tough decisions of, hey, when to come back, how do we do it, how to space people out and everything. So. Exactly. And I, I hope that, you know, what we do this upcoming week, uh, it looks like we'll probably be the most conservative this week. And as we kind of ease back into this um, and, and try to find that new normal um, pretty darn soon. And mm-hmm. I'd, like I'd like to get the nurseries back open as soon as we can. I know it's a great benefit for young families so Mm -hmm. uh, be patient with us we're really trying to love our neighbor well love each other well and i I think there's got to be an incredible spirit of charity and love as we do this so that's that's my hope and so now getting into um last week's sermon of what you meant to say yeah well you know uh what i meant to say is probably means more this week than ever because uh, we had uh, for the first time in 11 services, 11 Sundays, some streaming issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that there was a difficulty. We haven't been able to pinpoint how uh, or what it was. So um, maybe you, you didn't hear Sunday's sermon and uh, or maybe as like your grandpa said, he could hear the audio perfectly. The video didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we've put it back up online. So if people want to go back. But the bottom line, it was it was a sermon that was outside of a sermon series. Um, really felt the Holy Spirit led me to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter eight, and this is a story that's in all of the Synoptic Gospels—Matthew, Mark, and Luke—all have this story, and it's a story of Jesus healing the man of a legion full of demons, and uh, it's such an incredible story. It's also it starts with Jesus, um, the power of Jesus bringing calm to a storm. Um, when he's asleep in a boat uh, uh, to this incredible healing. But what I really hope to say in the light of all that's happening in our world right now, Brooks, is, is, is people are mourning the tragic loss of George Floyd. And that has led to a lot of unrest. We can ask ourselves, what is my responsibility? And we see in that healing of that demonic, um, the man that was possessed, that um, Jesus said, hey, go home into the context which I've placed you and tell others what great things God has done for you. And I, I, I believe that every Christian needs to live that out. Go and tell. Go and tell in the context I have placed you of what great things that Christ Jesus has done for you. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if we all as believers did that, um, I think, you know, what, what, a, what a change, what a beautiful thing that would be. Um, we don't have to be missionaries in foreign fields. We don't have to, you know, cross state borders. We got to shine for Jesus right where we are. Mm-hmm. And what stuck out to me most was 
uh, you know, telling Jesus what he means to us. You know, when someone is praising you or giving you compliments or telling, and you, you and Thomas were just doing in the interview going back and forth saying how much you mean to each other, like, it feels good. And sure. so Jesus is supposed to be, and God's supposed to be praised in that way. So, you know, opening up and telling people what he means to you and how he's changed your life is really important. And, you know, I think that what comes out of love, right, Brooks? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you realize what he has done for me, um, and I think the more you grow in love with him, the more you're going to share it. You, you, we talk about what we love, whether mm-hmm. that's sports or, you know, uh, relationships. But the one we should love most is the one who is the God of love. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if we're not talking about it, if we don't share it, there is there's something that reveals how much we love him, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And I, I grew up in a home where my mom talked about Jesus all the time. It got embarrassing. <laughs> but I realized she just couldn't help but talk about the one she loved. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You want to talk about, you can't even keep it in. Something you love so much, you have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me talk about what I hope to say uh, coming up. And, you know, I was about to head into a summer series in the Psalms, I know we just came out of uh, some Psalms with shelter in his presence, but I really felt because of the time that the Spirit of God was leading me to do a very short little series, a two-part series entitled, you ready for this? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Here we go. Um, loving the hell out of our community. And I, I know that that's, uh, you know, it's like, what did he say? But, you know, what is our response as a church in the midst of all that is happening? And it's overcoming evil with good. It's it's the reality that we we need to be um, loving our community in the name of Jesus and hurting with those who hurt and rejoicing with those who are rejoicing, but um, taking the love of Christ and pressing it into the wounds, our wounds, into the wounds of our community. And, you know, the gospel is going to bring the lasting change and the Holy Spirit's going to have to be the one who decides how that is applied ultimately and what fruit that that bears. Our job is to love our neighbor as ourself in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks, we're going to be in Romans 12 this week, and then we're going to be in Hebrews 10 the following week. And the two passages that I'll be preaching from really are going to direct us, how do we spur one another on to love and good deeds? And how do we cling to what is good and abhor what is evil? And how do we make sure that that we don't let evil win the day? And again, it's not ultimately the hope isn't in our strength. It's in the fact that Christ's kingdom will prevail and mm-hmm. the gospel will prevail. But how do we live that out? So what I hope to say in the coming weeks is for the church, it's more important for us than ever um, to love the hell out of our community. I mean, love the evil. I mean, to, to let the... The folks know that our community know that we're here. We love them. Uh, we, you know, we personally are a mess too. But the hope in Christ causes us to to move toward them in compassion and in love, not in judgment and uh, um, not in fear. So that's that's what I hope to say. Well, just by the na- name, I know I'm excited and it's going to be great. So look <laughs> yeah. forward to it for those the next couple of weeks. Look forward to those who join us back at the sanctuary. Can't and wait to see you. It's going to be great. And we're kicking off summer. Exactly right. It sounds great. So well, thank you, everybody. A, a special two-part day, uh, day of KC Corner. Thank you so much, Brooks. Yep. Thanks for joining us for both episodes and see you guys soon. Sounds great.